And now I have to come back to my partner and say, not, I'm sorry I did that thing. Chances are in the last three years, we've said I'm sorry already. Sorry I drink. What I have to be able to do now is to say, man, I recognize that the damage I caused is leaving a lasting impact. And I hate the impact that it's having on you right now and in our relationship. And I want to make up for that. I'm Angela. And I'm Chad. And we discuss issues that couples face in everyday life. Then we set you up to have a conversation with your partner that's designed to bring you closer together. This is the Connecting Couples podcast with the real Emhoffs. Real conversations for a real connection. Here we are headed into episode 10 of our addiction series. Now, remarkably, the longest series we've ever done because we have a few more episodes after this. And we just feel like going into this, we knew that it was going to be a doozy for us, obviously, because this is the field we both work in. This is what we're both passionate about. And also, there aren't a lot of great resources out there for families and couples with addiction or addictive behaviors present that they can turn to and say, I want to start finding some health and sobriety. Help me understand some of the nuances and layers of it and unpack some of the stuff that we've been unpacking. So we are in these next two episodes going to talk about a little bit of a harder topic and we hesitate even bringing it up because these can be triggering and can induce shame on both sides. This is a little bit about the responsibility of owning the damage that being involved in a relationship with an addictive behavior has on the relationship. And so uh, let's dive in on this one. We're talking about attachment injuries while I was using, while I was dependent, while I was in the midst of, when I relapsed, I did damage to my partner and to my family. And now that I've done all the scaffolding, I've gotten healthy, I've worked through my trauma, I'm owning my story, I have awareness, I have community, I'm in a healthier place. Our last series on pursuers and withdrawers, we talked about de-escalation. This isn't month three of recovery. This is year three of recovery. We're well into our sobriety. We're well into our maintenance with no relapse in sight. And now we're going to come back and clean up some of the residue that was left because of some of the bad choices that we made. Can we take a little bit of time and and set up the scenario? I like it. Like we're year three, right? So let's, we'll use me and you. If, if we're year three, I have quit drinking and I had drank for the first 10 years of our relationship. And now we're in year three of me not drinking. We're 13 years in, right? Okay. And, and so I'm over here and I'm like, I'm doing better. I've got good community. I've got a lot of things. But for whatever reason, our relationship has not gotten better. Yeah. Or it does at moments. But all of a sudden on a random Tuesday, it's not just our typical cycle I don't come home on time and my wife loses her mind. In I some have ways. been known to lose my mind <laughs> on occasion. But but bigger than Yeah, so let's play out normal. that scenario. Yeah. Chad discussed in the last episode a book and a great title and an accurate concept that the yeah. body keeps a score. My body has a record of where damage was done, not only in my life, but in this relationship. And so here we are, even though I have been holding my breath because for the last three years, I've had a sober and clean husband. We're making it. Things are going well. He's succeeding at work. We haven't had any, you know, instances, but something out of the ordinary happens and my body goes, 
uh-oh, this is the beginning of the next. He's drinking again. He's drinking He's again. Using. And He's, I start yeah. panicking. And so I, we're on both sides of this. But for this particular episode, we're going to stay on Chad's side, the person who was the one who abused. In the next episode, we're going to flip to the partner of. So let's stay on Chad's side for just a second. Wife is frustrated at him yep. because something happened and I'm panicking and he has an opportunity to respond to the damage that was caused by the 10 unhealthy years, yeah, not by the three sober years. Right. And that is a huge connection to make. If you don't make that connection, then you're going to say, I've been sober for three years and she should be over it. Or my partner could be husband, partner, whatever yeah. you want. They should be over. I've, I've got three years of proof that says I'm doing well. But if I don't still, again, own my story, we just talked about that. But if, if I don't have awareness that what I did for 10 years might still be living inside my wife or her body's experience, then I kind of come home and I just go, get over it. What's wrong yeah. with you? Calm down. All the bad, all these are all bad responses, by the way. And I have to be able to go, oh, yeah, I, I did that bad thing. And her body is recalling all the stuff that she has been through. I think about you in this scenario saying I was late for work and my phone had died so she couldn't get a hold of me. I'm thinking about yeah. being on the, you know, listening side of couples processing this and one that gets triggered all the time is something happened in the bank account. Money wasn't moved, the the bank account went into the negative, something happened where money disappeared, somebody overspent. Money is a the huge The bank one. took money out of the wrong one or yeah. deposited the check in the wrong place. That's Some happened to us. Some financial yeah. thing happened and that made the partner go, uh-oh, he's gambling again. Uh-oh, he's buying things again on the side. Uh-oh, he's overspent. She's over. You know, we've talked about being somebody that's an overspender or who yeah. sh is a shopaholic and the husband goes, my partner, uh, there's $10,000 missing in my account. What just happened? Yeah. And... And this happens. And we listen to these narratives all the time all and go, time. wait a minute, what did just happen? How do we process it and go back into those attachment injuries where the damage that was done and the time, by the way, at the time it was happening, we did not have the wherewithal to own our part and apologize. We yeah. just didn't. Yeah. And then we were focused so much on getting healthy and sober that we didn't really take the time to discuss the damage then either. Yeah. And now we're far enough along that it's a trap because, golly, we've gotten this far without mentioning that damage. Couldn't we just... Pretend it never happened and just keep looking. And what is the saying? Like the rear view mirror is smaller for a reason. Yeah. Keep on looking at the, you know, Road windshield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I love what you're saying. I, I do. I think that um, it is hard to not just want to go forward. Yeah. And this is, it's so um, paradoxical. It's like the exact opposite is true. Yeah. The more that I put my, past in the past, if I'm the addicted partner, the more likely your body, your gut is to bring it up. I go, wait yeah. a minute. I don't trust. The mistrust starts building. Yeah. The mistrust that says he's not really taking ownership of, or he doesn't understand the awareness. And now we go back to these pursue withdraw cycles and the pursue withdraw is around the content of the addiction yeah. or the pattern or behavior that has been adjusted because the pursuer energy goes, 
um, I think that I need to make this urgent or I need you to understand the impact this had and I couldn't bring it up before, but I have to bring it up now. And then the avoider side, the other side goes, why are you bringing this up now? What about these years? Have These last few years I've been doing good. Don't they account for anything? Golly, can't you get over that? That's in the past. <laughs> Sorry. It's really, really yeah. hard though. So it is a challenging thing to be the person who did the damage. Now I've spent all this energy and effort to get healthy and I don't, it's shaming to, it's embarrassing, it's hard to go back into the damage I did, especially if I was under some influence that- And I don't even recall. And, and maybe, maybe I knows. don't even know yeah. all the damage yeah. that I did, or I was such an unhealthy person there that I didn't have an acute awareness of the impact that I was having. And now I have to come back to my partner and say, not, I'm sorry I did that thing, Chances are in the last three years, we've said, I'm sorry already. Sorry, I drink. What That's I have to be able no. to do now is to say, man, I recognize that the damage I caused is leaving a lasting impact. And I hate the impact that it's having on you right now and in our relationship. And I want to make up for that. And what we want to do is be able to speak to the attachment injury, the damage that was done because of years of bad yeah. choices. And I a little bit of me wants to go, man, and we can never really make up for it. I yeah. mean, that's the thing that we also kind of know. It's like, and how do we know when we have um, got some sort of resolution doesn't fit either, but some sort of de-escalation around it? Well, that's up to Angela's body. If I'm the uh, addicted partner and I've done these things, and even though I've got three years of sobriety, it doesn't mean that her heart is in a good space. I'll tell you what. This is as much a message that says, go through recovery together as anything yeah, else we can sure. say. If I go and I get healthy on my own and I come back and then I don't include my wife in my process, she never hears about my timeline. She never hears about the story. She yeah. doesn't see the work I'm doing. I don't tell her that I'm going to meetings or where I'm at when I'm doing it. And I stay withdrawn and kind of disengaged from her to go get healthy. Then I come back and her body has nowhere to put no, that. No, I have no way to trust that it's not going to repeat or happen again. Yeah. In the last episode, I talked about my own stuff, telling my story. And something I said I want to reiterate in this episode, which is this. I had to embrace my story, go through my trauma, understand the impact that I had, make amends, do forgiveness work for my own assurance that I wasn't going to make those choices again. I know now based on the things I've built into my life that I'm not gonna ever be the person that I was. That is the assurance that the partner needs for the person who has gone through that health yeah. journey. So that my body as your partner understands, hey, I know the impact that I had and to my the best of my ability, I am not gonna do that damage to you or to us again. Now this is tricky because relapse does happen. We talked about it in I think episode four, the idea that there's maintenance and oftentimes life occurs, especially in the earlier stages of getting sober where somebody relapses and that can feel like such a betrayal also. And now if we've had a few relapses, my body goes, I can't trust your sobriety. As a matter of fact, the longer we go in sobriety, the more intense my body says it's coming for us. 
eventually pay attention to every detail and that can be hard again another reason why we encourage the partner to get into a support group and a process because i would then have somebody to process my anxiety or my concerns mm -hmm. with that would help me regulate that before i come back but that's next episode in right. this particular episode we're really trying to say here you are, the person who has acknowledged what Chad said in an early episode. There's dependency, there's abuse, and there's use of any of the things we've talked about. It could yeah. be electronics, pornography, food, drugs, alcohol, gambling, you, fantasy. You could be somebody who isolates, devours books and fantasy novels, and that takes you away from your family. I mean, there's so many Things that can become addictive behaviors or Shopping, things. working out. We could go um, on and on yeah. and on. We did a whole episode on it. So <laughs> I'm, I'm like with you, though. If yeah. you were a person who, who did that, let's say uh, somebody that I've been working with really overuses exercise and she has had a stretch of sobriety and then says to her partner, I think I'm going to pick up running again. And the partner really started to panic like, uh-oh, this is the beginning of my partner's unhealth she's about to go the back the demise and, of what we've built yes. the thing we have yeah there is still that partner's body is not able yet to release the damage that was done and so then there is work on the person who did the offending the person who did the damage to have to say i am starting to understand the impact that my choice has had on us yeah and Again, I want to say before you jump to, well, my partner did some things too. We're going to get to the other side of this in the next episode. We want to, for just a second in this one, really emphasize that the goal is not to shame you for what you did. Three years ago. No, yeah, no. Or keep bringing it up. One of the things about embracing your story is to be able to tell it and find acceptance so that there isn't shame involved so that you can walk into it and find acceptance in that vulnerability and that decreases shame. And so the goal isn't to go, you did this and you still need to take ownership of it. That is not it. The goal is to say, hey, I want to have a connecting, secure relationship with my partner and there's still something that feels like there's mistrust and I want to secure this. And what we're encouraging you to do is to consider doing some repairs in the places that are getting in the way of that secure attachment, that are giving your partner an opportunity to remove some of the mistrust and start to trust the process again, which builds secure attachment instead of fostering insecure attachment, mistrust. And let me tell you, Angela, this is extremely hard. Yeah. And so as the addicted partner, if for three years you're sober, and you have tried so hard and done all you can. And all you see is the energy coming at you again that seems like... There's mistrust. It's like we're back in the throes of addiction. Mm. And a lot of times what an addicted partner will want to do is pull back from that. And what I'm telling you is you can't pull back from that. You have to go into the pain. We have to go towards our partner's pain at this point in order for us to address the pain inside them. If we don't go towards it, we will confirm their body's mistrust. Yeah. We'll not, we're no longer going to an addiction, but we're going away from their distress and going somewhere else to find our own comfort. It's its own style or type of addictive behavior. And so a lot of times what we have to like almost cognitively force ourselves to do is say, I know I caused pain in your life. I know that what I did back there 
has hurt you and is hurting you. And we have to be curious even as we do that. Because a lot of times people don't want to say that that's what that is. They want to, they're, what they're experiencing is it feels right now. And so just to be with your partner, tell them you love them, tell them I'm in it with you, say you're sorry for the thing you did three years ago, right? We don't have to lie and say, I'm sorry I did it again today. Don't make stories up. Yeah. That's not a good practice. I want to talk about yeah. it in the context of that pursue withdraw cycle, because I've heard people who were at this point three years in, they, they left their phone at work, therefore they're not responding. They yeah. walk into a critical attack from partners sure. saying, are you drinking? And I get a false accusation that doesn't land well. Here we are now, pursue withdraw. And the person wants to defend their position, say, Can, I can't believe you're attacking me, controlling. This is the term I've heard that accused partner of saying, which is, if I had to get sober of my addiction, yeah. how come you're still controlling and criticizing? When are you going to get healthy on your side of this? And I think it's important for us to just kind of touch that here in this episode and also say that is our entire next episode. We're talking about the other side of this. But what Chad is saying is, you have to in that moment recognize that that control and criticism is coming at you because they feel the chaos their body has flashed a threat in your stability or their stability in the relationship and they're panicked and you have an opportunity to step into that and calm that panic and give them reassurance and it might come at you like accusation and it might come at you like mistrust and it might come at you like even though you've done three years of work, I don't trust it and I'm afraid. Yeah. And if you can see that fear and see that energy as a cry for help, a cry for assurance, a cry of fear of it going back to that bad place, then you have an opportunity to step in and heal, help your partner heal in some of those attachment injuries and in some of those wounded places instead of defending your position, saying this is ridiculous, leaving, disengaging, <laughs> and then really setting off the alert. Well, I got to tell you, I'm like, I can give you 47 bad moves. I know. Yeah, true. But to do this correctly, it's like, this is like an intricate ballet. We're like trying to weave pieces together where it's like, I see the energy and I want to move into it. And then I want to help my wife clarify it. And then I want to get it expressed and I want to get it responded. Yeah. Like we are talking about a very, very, very complex yeah. maneuver. And so again, don't even try this in year one unless no. you're really stable and have a therapist and people that know how to do it. But I'm like in year three or four, if, if this stuff keeps coming up, maybe try this, maybe try to understand as the addicted partner, understand what it's, the impact that yeah. your addiction had on them and and maybe try to understand how come it keeps coming back up like the fear that was yeah. created there the lies that were believed there and then we can try to sit with our partner in that space address it own the part that we did play back in the past yeah. not today necessarily but own the parts that are true apologize for the pain caused not the behavior yeah. but the pain caused for your wife and then let them know you're still engaged, responsive, and available in this moment. That's really what we're talking about. We're not saying that you have to lie and apologize for something you didn't do. Correct. Because it can feel that way. Yeah. But we do have to recognize that what I did in the past is now causing my wife to have large responses to something that doesn't always fit the action. Yeah. 
We talk about in our Creative for Connection workshops that we do something that's in Sue Johnson's Hold Me Tight book and in Creative for Connection. It's called Raw Spots. And this is when there is a deeper wound, when a cycle escalates quickly or when it feels like, wait a minute, something deeper is attached to what is going on right now and you'll see just an escalated amount of energy or behavior around some of these I want to call them like bruises or places where there's residue and what you want to do is try to clean up some of the residue yeah so if you are someone who has been that partner that has been addicted and you now have gotten healthy has have gotten a stretch of sobriety have made you know, great strides in your life and in your relationship to live healthily, here is another layer you might want to consider. Is there any residue left in my relationship with my partner that I can possibly go back and clean up or respond to that will build even more trust and security between us? And it's a great way to remove some of that mistrust and doubt and let your partner know that they can trust your process. I think that leads us to our connect point. The connect point is designed to help you have a different conversation about how you experience your relationship. Small adjustments lead to big change over time. Take some time to practice with us now. So obviously this was a heavy hitting episode and what we're even discussing is not only difficult, but something that should be considered really far along in the game of mental health and relational help and sobriety recovery whatever you call it obviously we're we're having suggested that you already have community possibly see a therapist work on your trauma that you're not having these conversations on your own on day two of your awareness yeah and so what we want to do is back the connect point up to something that is way ahead of this deeper step and so here is our connect point just to kind of get us going in the direction and it is not necessarily even about addiction or abuse or dependency on any substance or behavior so the connect point conversation we want you to have is first consider have i made a choice in our relationship that had immediate consequences and if so was my partner affected by the consequences of my choice and can i have a conversation about how my partner was affected and i'm going to give an example we were this was a a couple of weeks ago actually that this happened planning on taking our daughter and some of her friends in the neighborhood to this museum event that they were having it was like a special feature that was going to be really fun and they were learning about like sharks and worst case scenario events and they were going to kind of go through it and it was supposed to be like a family interactive fun thing and we had carved out some time to be intentional and enjoy it with Avery and the other children that were coming their family was going to come so now it's like a two family multiple kid thing and I had double checked on the website the time and had overlooked on this particular day because it was a weekend that, that it closed earlier and we all packed into our cars and headed over there and when we arrived it was closed and we missed the event and disappointed the family and that was me with an oversight, making a choice that not only impacted my kid, but my husband, and actually then other people that we were bringing along. And I had to come back and apologize to all of them. And I could tell when it happened that it was super frustrating for Chad. And he he did an incredible job at 
taken it on the chin and actually bounced back quickly and we went to Chuck E. Cheese with everyone and so that was a win however it was on me for a while that I am somebody who isn't very punctual and this was a consequence of a choice that I made so I'm not even talking about addiction or a major attachment injury what I'm asking both partners to consider is have you done something, made a choice? We joked multiple times in the series about how hard it is to thaw chicken and how many times, therefore, I was late to dinner and we had to do something else at the last minute. Those are tiny little choices that have consequences that impact my partner. What we want you to consider is the impact that some of your choices have on your partner and can you discuss that impact and possibly even discuss how it impacted you and how it impacted your relationship. So that is the smaller version of this. Both parties consider, have I made a choice that had a consequence and did that consequence impact my partner? And can we have a conversation about that impact? Now take a few minutes and go connect with your partner. Thanks so much for listening to us. If you've enjoyed this podcast, one of the best things you can do for us is to share it with another couple that you think could benefit from it. You can rate us and give us a review on your listening platform, and you can follow us on our Facebook page, The Real Emhoffs. If you want to support our nonprofit that makes resources available for couples, you can check out the Ways to Give tab on our website, therealemhoffs.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so feel free to message or email us with ideas you might like us to talk about or the ways that our ConnectPoint conversations are impacting your relationship. Thanks, Thanks again. again.